2: Hi, this is Zivy Owens and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. I'm excited to bring you um, today's episode with Lori Gelman, which I actually did at a book club event that was hosted by one of the co-founders of a company and a a podcast called The Idea Mix. The podcast is called The Idea Mix Hustle. Uh, Samita Jayanti and Anna Cortez founded this and invited me to host this book club and I brought Lori Gelman with me and it was super fun. Um, And now her book, You've Been Volunteered, is finally coming out. So I just wanted to explain where this uh, episode came from. Also, I wanted to let you know that I've recently been I don't know, accepted, I guess, is the right word as an Amazon influencer, which means I have my own storefront on Amazon now through which you can enter and shop your hearts away. I've organized all the books into friendly sorting mechanisms like hilarious books and tear jerkers, fiction, literary fiction. So I hope that you'll check out the Amazon store. It's on my website, ZibbyOwens.com, and it's on my Instagram bios at ZibbyOwens and at moms don't have time to read books. So I hope that you're following me on both accounts. And if you haven't signed up for my newsletter, please do. I'm offering anyone who signs up personalized book recommendations, which hopefully will be a draw. (laughs) So um, anyway, enough of that. Now, please listen to my episode with Lori Gelman, who is hilarious and amazing. Thanks. Thanks so much to my sponsor, Libro FM. Libro FM Audiobooks lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore. You can pick from more than 125,000 audiobooks, including many New York Times bestsellers, and recommendations from booksellers around the country. With Libro FM, you get the same audiobooks at the same price as other audiobook companies, but you're going to be part of a much different story, one that supports the community. You can even choose which local bookstore you'd like to support, which is so cool. Listeners of my podcast can get a three-month audiobook membership for the price of one month. Just go to Libro.fm, L-I-B-R-O.fm, and enter code ZIBBY, Z-I-B-B-Y. With every time you listen to an audiobook, now you can be proud that you're supporting A local bookstore. And the best part is that I have my own playlist on Libro FM, which is so cool. So the books that have been on my podcast and that I'm recommending are now in my own playlist. If you go to Libro FM slash playlists, you can find it, which is so great. So welcome, Lori. Thanks for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books.
0: Thank you. It's exciting to be here.
2: And as you know, we're in Scarsdale doing a live event today, which is an experiment with the podcast. So thanks for being a willing participant in this. Not a
0: problem. I'll keep my F-bombs to a minimum.
2: <laughs> and my daughter's like, you keep saying explicit on your podcast. It's not letting me listen. And I'm like, oh, I'll be a <laughs> So Laurie Gelman is the author of Class Mom and the upcoming novel called You've Been Volunteered, a Class Mom novel. Laurie is a former U.S. and Canadian television personality who started her career as a traffic reporter in Toronto on the radio and ended up on the CBS Early Show and hosting The Mom Show. Class Mom was shortlisted for the 2018 Stephen Leacock Medal for Humor and won the Vine Award for Canadian Jewish Literature. Who knew Who knew knew there was one? I know. (laughs) She currently lives in New York City with her husband and two children, so welcome, Lori. Thank you very much. So can you please start by telling everybody what Class Mom is about, and also you've been volunteered, and what inspired you to write these books?
0: Well, Class Mom is about the mother who volunteers in the classroom to help out, you know, everybody. And my character, Jen Dixon, was a mom very early in her life. She had a crazy ride through Europe following the band in excess and she had two kids by two different band members and then she finally came back to the United States and she raised her kids and then she met the man of her dreams and she had another kid. So she has girls in college and one starting kindergarten which is a unique and, and interesting place to be. So she gets roped into being class mom and she decides that This time around, you know, when her kid isn't, she's not going to take it as seriously. She's going to try to have fun with it. She's going to make everybody else have fun too by, you know, showing a lot of humor and, and wit. And not everybody loves her snarky sense of humor. I did. Oh, good. I do. I did too. And it's I based on it's based on I mean I didn't obviously have two kids by two for band members that I know of. <laughs> but I did become class mom for five soul-sucking years. I don't know anybody else class mom. Yeah, okay. So and I was fired in my fifth year as class mom. Yes, fired as class mom because I wrote a snarky email as per usual. And this one mom had never had me as class mom before, and she was really offended. And she went to the, the head of the PA and said, you know, I want her fired. And then they, they just said, OK. So they came in and they said, you're fired. And I was like, from a job I didn't want that I volunteered for <laughs> anyway? Like, like OK, <laughs> you know, no problem. So I wrote a book about it. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and that's pretty much
2: the class mom. So tell me about what happened between being fired and this book arriving here. How did it become a book?
0: A lot of tears. A lot of, you know, no, it really, I mean, it hurt. It was, yeah, no. it really, you know, I was doing what I thought was a great job. I put my heart and soul into it. I would give awards at the end of the year for mothers, like the mother who responded the fastest to my emails, you know, just any little thing, the the most spirited mom that, you know, I'd give out Starbucks gifts cards and I, I really wanted to make it fun. I wrote songs that, you know, you in my emails that you had to, like, sing, like, it was an email about the Christmas concert, but you had to sing it to the tune of Santa Claus is Coming to Town if you really wanted to get it. You know, I, I put my heart and soul into it, and to have somebody just, like, you know, shut the door on me, I was really upset, but I dried my tears, and then I had, had been thinking about writing a book anyway because I needed something else to do in my life, and I was complaining about the being fired thing to this man, my book agent. And he said, you know, that's your book. Forget about trying to write some self-help or, you know, mother, parent. He goes, goes, tell that story. So I did. That's great. And had you written before? Well, you know, I was a journalist for years. So I wrote just the facts, ma'am, kind of stuff on, on television. But I'd never written fiction. So this was a real journey, and it took me a long time. Yeah, tell me about the process. How long did it take? So, when did you write? Where did you write? I wrote at Starbucks every day. And well, here's the thing. I started writing, you know, I wrote 20 pages in one sitting, and I was like, oh, this thing's going to write itself. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would, you know, go away for two weeks, and I'd come back, and i go, oh, I'm going to write a little more. And it wasn't getting finished. It just wasn't getting done. And I spoke to a a writer friend of mine and he said, you have to treat it like a job. Like you have to show up every day and write, whether you feel like it or not, whether you have any ideas, you either rewrite or you write, but the two hours at least every day. So I started going to Starbucks every day for the same two hours, 88th and Broadway. And I wrote, and within, I would say probably within a year of that, the book finally got, got done. So it was three years in the making altogether. Wow. And then what about the second book? Second book took less than a year. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, like, oh, I understand how to do it now. Now you show up and you write and you get it done. Like, that's, yeah, I was really happy.
2: And you said earlier when we were all chatting about how this is like your third act. Yeah. So how did you go from where you began to here? What caused you to shift
0: gears? Well, it's kind of a funny story because I was working at CBS The Early Show and I was the pop culture correspondent. That was my lofty title. I was really the entertainment reporter. And I was, I just had my second child, and I was interviewing Jude Law, because that's how I rolled back then, <laughs> in those days. And I asked him a question, and then I was like, oh my God, did I forget to pump? And I'm literally, in my head, I'm like, oh, my boobs started hurting, and I was like, oh, geez. So he, then I look at him, and he's looking at me. He'd answered the question, I had no idea what he said and i realized like at that moment i was like you know what my head is not in this game anymore i really need to you know so i went back to the office and i said to my producer like is there any way i could be the the parenting correspondent rather than the you know cuz this is what i'm really into and he said well that's usually you know an expert who's you know you know written books and has a phd and i said I'm so in it. I couldn't even listen to Jude Law. Like, I'm living it. Are you kidding me? I am the expert of the moment. But he didn't agree with that. So I, you know, I left the job and I just went and raised my kids. And then when they turned teenagers, which is recent, they didn't really need me that much anymore. I was past my class mom days, and and so I decided to write. It's awesome. So inspiring. Thanks. So Kelly
2: Rippa said on her show that the Class Mom was for every mom or dad who has a child in school and every parent considering being a class mom. You've been volunteered same audience. Is there
0: anything different between the two books? And how amazing was it to hear her say that on air? Oh, I mean, come on. Nobody sells a book like Kelly Rippa. If she mentions you, you're, you know, you, you're, you spike in your sales, it's crazy. My husband is the executive producer of Live with Kelly and Ryan, so that's why she would even, you know, look at my book. (laughs) Yeah. And she's, she's a fan. She read both books and she really liked it. The second one's a sequel. Yeah. In the first one, Jen is just trying to get through being class mom. And there's a lot of other stuff that goes on in her life. The second one is three years later and she's roped into being class mom again, but now she's also in charge of safety patrol, which for anybody who's ever done that is like the worst job ever. And hilarity ensues. Yeah. For Kelly to say that, and to mean it, and yes. she said it many times. I said it yesterday. I was on the show yesterday cooking, and she, you know, said it again. It was great. It's awesome.
2: I also watched another clip from Live with Kelly and, Rellin, K- Kelly and Ryan. Doesn't, it, it doesn't. It doesn't flow off the here. top of the way Regis <laughs> and Kathy Lee did. Yeah, I know. So you had said that you had obviously you've drawn from your experiences in New York City to write both of these books, but you decided not to set your books in New York City because you felt like Upper East Side moms have had enough abuse. And then on the show, they were like the poor Upper East Side. Oh, moms. Moms. No, I know. They're like <laughs> wiping their tears <laughs> away and you're like the poor beleaguered Upper East Side moms. So as an Upper East Side mom, I just have to ask, like, do you think Upper East Side moms get a bad rap and do you think
0: it's justified? What do you think? I think that the way they're portrayed in a lot of books is really like so outside what's really happening. And there's so much negative sort of motivation in, in the books. You know, these women are like, power-hungry or they're bored because they used to be lawyers and now they're housewives, you know, and they want to, you know, rule the world. It's kind of, I felt like everybody writes it so over the top. And I wanted people outside of New York to enjoy the book. So I, I put it in Kansas City, Missouri, which is very, very close to the geographic center of the United States. So I figured if you start there in the middle, you know, sort of spread out. which And it has, because it really is a universal... F you to be the class mom. It really is. Like, it's the most thankless job you'll ever do. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites.
1: fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This episode
2: is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all have stuff we need to get off our chests, even if we don't think it's interfering with our daily life. There are some things you just haven't processed, be it grief or trauma, eating disorders, anything. Visit betterhelp.com slash moms don't have time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp h e l p.com slash moms don't have time. And you've been volunteered. Jen goes out to dinner at first with a couple that her husband wants them to go to dinner with, and the wife who she first thinks she's not gonna like at all ends up saying that she is a soul cycle esque devotee and, yeah, and spinning. Spinning spinning in general, right? Yeah. Spinning devotee. Tries to rope in Jen, and at first she's like, no way, and then she goes and she loves it. And then it goes throughout the book, and now they're doing doubles and blah blah blah. So right. are you like a soul cycle
0: person? I have to ask. Are you I am a soul cycle person. I was one of the first through the door no at way. 72nd Street. Yep. When nobody else was going there and it smelled like a vagina and it was just <laughs> a tiny little box of a studio. I don't know if anybody ever remembers that, but woof. It was and it's grown into this incredible, you know, international company. But if you get the right teacher and in, in the book, Jen finds the yeah. right teacher and they play the right music, you get very inspired. And I wanted to bring a bit of that to the book because that it's so much a part of what I've had so many great ideas, just being in a classroom and or in a classroom, in a, a spin room, and you know, this, the instructor will say, put your troubles on your handlebars and just like let them go. Yeah. And I've had so many inspiring moments from that, just like putting it here. Listening to good music and then all of a sudden, I mean, once I I had to jump off the bike because I had such a breakthrough. I'd had such a block and I had such a breakthrough. I was like, oh, my God, I have to write this down immediately. (laughs) So I actually jumped off the bike and, and left.
2: I was impressed that Jen was finding all this time and also that you're finding the time to do it. I feel like working out is like the
0: first thing to go for me. Can I tell you something? It's the first thing you do in the morning. It's like any other thing. If you want it, you have to make an appointment. Make it something that, you know. And I pay in advance, so that's the motivation to go, so I don't waste money. I always thought it would be cool to have a novel about all the different
2: people. Because I always, when I'm in spinning, find myself wondering about everybody's stories. Like, what got them to that point where we're all together in the room, like on these bikes? I bet everyone had the coolest stories. I usually just find myself like,
0: crying when I go there. Do you ever cry? I've I cried, cried like many time times, since, but I don't think you've spun until you've cried, uh. <laughs> until you've wept or thrown <laughs> up. Either one. I love how you wrote in the
2: book, you said, as I turn to unload the dishwasher, my phone rings and I see it's the school calling. This is always the worst moment. In the time between seeing it's the school and picking up the phone, you die a million times with the fear that something has happened to your child. Literally driving up here where Samina, like, it said her daughter's school name, and I was like, "Ah, your school.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a horrible moment because you really don't know what it's going to be, you know. In the preschool I went to, you pick up the phone, they'd say, hi, it's blah, 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 Misha's fine. That was the first thing out of their mouth, which is so helpful because, you know, if you say, hi, it's Nurse Mary Beth, and I'm like, yeah,
2: what else, you know? I feel like sometimes they call, though, when everything's totally fine, and it's like a
0: false alarm. Well, they, sometimes they call just to tell you, you know, that your kid did something nice at school today. It's like, yeah. that's so great, but could you just email me that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because when I see, when the phone rings, it's like something else.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you also make a lot of fun of sign-up genius in this book. Sign-up idiot. <laughs> sign-up idiot. You're a fan. You're not a fan. Not a fan I'm of not the
0: a Sign fan. Up Genius. Yes. <laughs> I know it's, like, great, and a lot of people use it, and they love it. It never worked for me for some reason. I was just not capable. Well, I, I say it in the book, too. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that, it, that the emails that Sign Up Genius sends you go into your spam. So you have to yeah. check your spam to see if anybody's signed up for anything. It's so funny in the book because you keep being like, hello,
2: anybody? Like, is anybody <laughs> out there? Like, what is going on? Who is signing up? It's just, like, everything that you do takes what we all do every day and just like makes it so funny and relatable and anyway thanks I really loved it you also in the acknowledgements you said I have no one to thank I did it all myself myself
0: (laughs) absolutely which
2: of course obviously it's not true are there people like what resources did you draw on do you have like a writing group ever or like what have you drawn on what's been most helpful to you in your writing journey of your life
0: I need feedback I don't have a writing group I'm not a group writer. Mm -hmm. But what I do is I write a bit and then I'll send it to people that I know will tell me the truth. Okay, You know, first of all, send it to someone who I know will love it so that I get (laughs) that. Okay, that positive. And then you send it to someone who you think, you know, will just give you some good critical feedback. And that is the most important thing. And I have like four friends. Who I do that to. And and actually, Serena is my editor, and she's here today, sitting right over there. And I sometimes, like, she doesn't want to see it till it's done, right? Like, she's like, I have so many other books to read, but I'm like, can you just read these 30 pages and let me know? Am I on the crack? Am I going, did you laugh once? You know, I'm a little needy in that way.
2: I think, I mean, everybody's a little needy, right? I mean, it could be such a solitary thing. You're working, working. Like, what oh, if it's yeah, it's crap? like, you're in a like, vacuum. I don't know if it's funny. I'm cracking myself up, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> You know, who knows? <laughs> I literally just sent out a newsletter last night because I wrote this thing on uh, what you should not give your mom for Mother's Day, the books you should not give, because I found all these books like people you want to punch in the face, and like all this, I was cracking myself up. <laughs> 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 I was like, here you go, I'm cracking my stomach. Like, nobody's laughing but me, but that's okay. I mean, as long as you make yourself, maybe someone else will laugh. Yeah, exactly. Like, so I thought it was interesting when I got this book originally, how you have it a class mom novel. And I thought, okay, we're doing like a whole series here. Is that the vision? Are you doing
0: like a whole... Well, hopefully one more anyway, because the book seems to come in threes, you know. Twilight. <laughs> in front of the other you know, trilogies. Although I could like ride this pony till it's dead like uh, that Harry Potter woman did. <laughs> Eight or nine books, just, you know, keep going. God, I wish I had her success. But yeah, probably one more for now and then we'll see. Are you working on any now or are you I'm just working, about it? I'm working, I've got her an outline for the third book. She's going to be in charge of the fundraiser at school. Oh my gosh. Which is, I mean, I'm hitting all the hot spots. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hitting all the, you know, the favorites. And then we'll see what happens after that.
2: And have you thought about making this like a TV series or a movie? I think about it every day. Do you know anybody? <laughs> <laughs> My husband's a producer. <laughs> oh, is he, right? yeah, he <laughs> really, So So's mine. No. It doesn't go. help. Your producer a, 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 He just started out a couple years ago. Your husband's in a different spot. <laughs> <laughs> My husband, but
0: I would love and I think it it reads like it could be a TV show for sure. But, you know, I think we have to sort of get on that. That's something you really have to focus on. Yeah. You know, selling it and getting it out there, and I'm just not in that headspace right now I think
2: it's neat because it's not you know there's like the odd mom out type show right where it like pokes fun at the ridiculousness but it's not nothing like gets to the heart of the day to day craziness like these books don't yeah so oh, I know. I think it would be really cool I mean I would watch would you all watch it
0: yeah. right wouldn't you watch has it has anybody read Class Mom by any chance not a one you <laughs> you, read oh, you read it okay so can you just tell everybody it's funny Even it if, is funny okay
2: And my favorite line, and I've actually been using it because I'm very involved in PTAs, is when she says something about being a PTA mom, and she's like, no, 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 just being a PTA mom is thanks
0: enough." No, no, don't (laughs) thank me.
2: (laughs) You even had, in this book, there is a new family comes to town, Mm -hmm. and the son is like being kind of odd and bringing in different show-and-tell type things every day and the mom is acting a little aloof and you don't really know what's going to happen with them and then they go on a field trip together and you kind of talk about this secret club that her son has started that she didn't know about and she like, like leaves the field trip.
0: <laughs> yeah, she left the field trip. Well, like it's really happened. Yes, <laughs> she left the field trip. I thought it was, you know... It's so funny. No, yeah. it's so funny. Because and, You know You know when it's always the biggest mistake but you tell a mother something that their kid did and they some of them are... So I it's like, really, did my daughter say that? I'm so sorry, and I will beat her senseless when I get home. But kidding. I'm not. I wouldn't. But this mom. Sometimes son. They're like, not my kid. There's no way they did that. So this mom finds out that her son is like instigating this private club or a secret club that they're not letting this one kid into, and and she refuses to believe that it's her kid that did it. So. I also like It really is funny. I'm not giving it my no, best it <laughs> It's
2: like... No, it is really funny. I hope I'm communicating. It's really funny. Let's all laugh. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I feel bad. No, no. It, maybe I should have read some funnier parts. I'm sorry. You also intersperse a lot of emails within the text of the book, which yeah. I think is great in that it breaks it up and it makes you keep reading. I mean, we all read a million emails a day. Right.
0: But, but, but it also, it moves the plot along. Yes. It I mean, there's a the reason. Plot, yeah.
2: Obviously, there's a reason. How did you come up with that idea?
0: I, those are the emails that I wrote. Literally, same one. Well, you know, I had to change well, yeah. it for the, the plot of the book. But the first one in the first class mom book is verbatim what I sent to my kindergarten class. And when I tell people that, they, they're usually pretty shocked because it's a very acerbic. Maybe when we're done, I'll read an email or two because maybe I was fired for a reason. You know, yeah. <laughs> they're really, they're pretty shocking. Like I start one, hello, losers. And, yeah. and I say, uh-huh. and I'm calling you losers because I'm the winner. Yeah. I get to be head of safety patrol this year. And so... But you have to sort of move on from being <laughs> called losers before you... Having read
2: all the emails in the book, I'm now, like, shocked that those are actual they're, emails. They're, and, <laughs> those are actual
0: emails. I don't even think about this being fired thing. Like. <laughs> no, no, but let me just say, let me just say I, what I wanted more than anything else when I was a class mom was for people to participate. You know, I see something from the class mom, I'm like, ugh, it's probably cut and pasted from the PTA website, and it's just, you know, information. I wanted people to want to read them, so I started making it appointment- I don't say appointment television appointment reading. Like if you saw, it was from class mom. Oh my god, we got. Let's see what she says now. And I had dads emailing me back. I've never read a class mom email before. I love yours; they're hilarious. I yeah. For years, that's why the firing was so was such a knife in my heart, because after four years of doing this, you know, and everybody loving it and telling me how funny they were, the fifth year, you know, you just piss off the wrong person and you're done.
2: <laughs> so having gone through these two books and now embarking on your third, mm-hmm. what advice would you have to someone else who's aspiring to write a novel?
0: Well, make that appointment with yourself. Two hours. Go to Starbucks. Go wherever Go wherever other things aren't. You have to be away from the things that distract you. I can never write in my house because all I see are the things I still need to do. That and write. I don't want to say, everyone says write what you know. Write what Makes you sing. why pisses you off. Write something that really you're passionate about because that's what's going to get you back to the table again and again on days when you really don't feel like it. Just you know, just keep it honest and fresh and and just something that you really want to talk about.
2: Well, thank you for coming on, Mom. it My show is mine. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. I hope that you enjoyed my episode with Lori Gelman, the author of You've Been Volunteered. So go and purchase it now. Thanks. Thanks again to my sponsor, Libro FM Audiobooks. Thanks for listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. You can follow me on Instagram at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Thanks for listening. You can always email me at zibby at Hold up.